Hi, welcome back to Two Sober Chicks. I'm Julie. And I'm Lisa. We're so happy to have you listening with us today. This is our little off-the-cuff stream of consciousness podcast discussing all things recovery and life and spirituality. That's right. And these are just our own personal thoughts and feelings on the journey of recovery and how it has uh, affected us in our own journeys and our lives. Uh, We are not professionals. Uh, We recommend if you need professional help, then go and seek it. And uh, everybody, of course, will have their own experience in a 12-step program. This is just ours, and we hope that it helps you in some way. And it's a shame-free zone. All right, so I'm going to dig into our list of topics. I thought you said it's a shave-free zone. (laughs) Like, I shaved my legs today. (laughs) Shave-free zone. I got to tell you, as a little bit of a confession. (laughs) 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 That's in a segue much. (laughs) One of the things I enjoy about not being in a relationship, although I'm very sad that my relationship is no longer, is that I don't have to fucking shave anything anymore. (laughs) And it's a relief. Just a side note. I think it's it's a lot of maintenance for me to be in a relationship. Yeah. Yes. I do it for me. I don't do it for me. I, do I mean, if, I don't like if hair, I feel like so. uh, oh. Amazonian bushwoman, yeah. I don't feel very good about myself. <laughs> Amazonian <laughs> bushwoman. But, you know. Wow. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> All right. I'm getting you a weed whacker for your birthday now. Okay, what's our first topic? Oh my gosh. This is hilarious that I just said that and I pulled this out. Uh-oh. This is the universe. Yes. The topic is perfectionism. Oh, wow. That's a big deal for me because that element of me in a relationship is misperfection. Yep. You're the package. Yeah. Like my legs have to be nice and clean and all the other parts of me that a man will look at have to be nice and clean. And, you know, if he, I was always horrified that he might show up when I'm not expecting him because what if Mm -hmm. I didn't brush my teeth? What if I hadn't washed my hair in a couple of days? What if my place was not clean? Like I would clean... So that it was like showroom ready just in case he showed up. Then what happens when you live together? Yeah. What happens when you live together? Well, that's part of the reason I burned out as a wife. Okay. I was going to say, do you like wake up an hour early before he wakes up? I saw this in a movie one time where the person, the woman woke up early to put her face on. It's hilarious because I totally relate to that. Yeah. (laughs) But what's really good is that this was revealed to me in this last relationship that Mm. I was in. And it became very obvious to me because I've been single for a long time. Mm. So that part of me was not awakened until I met somebody again. Right. And so I was able to see that I step into Wonder Woman mode. Everything's perfect. That dinner that I just made for eight hours is perfect. I've got the perfect playlist on the radio. I've got the lighting all this. Like everything's perfect. The bed (laughs) smells good and everything's nice. And so I was able to see that. I show up like that because I want to be loved and accepted and I don't somewhere I don't think that I'm good enough unless I am those things Mm -hmm. which I mean in my childhood experience that's what I watched my mother do right she was perfect she was like you know that whole um, men want a tiger in the bedroom but I don't know what the thing is yeah like a a whiz in the kitchen and a tiger in the bedroom something like that yeah yeah. Um, so yeah crazy perfectionism is the highest form of self-abuse for me and I have to be very cognizant and aware of that you and I have had this discussion with school and grades yeah when I said to you I would rather die than drop a course and you looked at me like (laughs) okay 
Okay, then. <laughs> I thought you were kidding at first, and then I realized no, I you were serious. Yeah. And, and I was like, we need to talk. And unsatisfied with like an A minus average. Yeah. Julie told me what her average was. I'm like, that's amazing. She says it could have been better. I'm like, well, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess 0.1% better is always better, but still not necessary. Yeah. And for what? At what cost? What about balance? And the, I remember that. That's what we talked about with when you were saying, I can't drop a course. But you are miserable right now. Yeah. You are stressed Obsessive. out and unhappy. You're not getting sleep. Yep. You know, at what cost? You got it. Isn't it great though when we, you know, we have friends who can hold up a mirror that we can't quite see ourselves because my friends do it for me all the time too. I yeah. love it. Do you struggle with perfectionism? Program. You know, it's funny. Um, I was talking to my kid and um, my kid definitely struggles from perfectionism. And um, so... And I said, I'm, I'm not a perfectionist because I, I'm not good at anything. I, I've never, you know, and then my kid went, um, that's the highest form of perfectionism is giving up on things because you're not good at them. Interesting. Like if I don't pick something wow. up immediately, like I don't have one guitar. I have three guitars. And the reason I have three guitars is because I keep picking up a guitar thinking, I'm going to learn. This will help me learn. I'm going to learn on this guitar. Electric guitar is easier than that acoustic guitar. This, this acoustic guitar is smaller than that other acoustic guitar. So this time I'll learn. But if I don't learn within the first week, then I am a loser and I am not good enough. So why bother? And then I just put it aside. So apparently, from what I've been told, that is a form of perfectionism. Right. But I never, I've never seen myself as a perfectionist. That's interesting to look at two sides of the coin of what perfectionism can look like. Yeah. Because I'm not, yeah, because I don't feel that I measure up. And that's, my kids said, you know, take a few psychology courses and all of a sudden you're a psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> Explain to me that, yes, that is, that is definitely a, a side of perfectionism. Yeah. Man, we put so much pressure on ourselves. Not feeling good like, enough. Where does that come from? Just wanting to be good enough, wanting (laughs) to be loved. Childhood issues. Yeah. I think, yeah. Because I can see it way back. Like, it's not a new thing for me. Mm -hmm. It's been there my whole life. Even when, like, making my bed. And I don't know when it goes over into OCD either because I don't have experience with that. Mm -hmm. Like, I know we all say, like, oh, I'm being OCD right now. But, like, true, serious, diagnosed OCD is horrific. Yeah. They can't do things. They can't go on to the next thing. obsessing into a whole other level. Sometimes I wish I was married to, with some, to someone who had OCD. <laughs> the place would be a lot cleaner around here. Oh my <laughs> then I could be more lazy. Yeah. <laughs> They'd take care of everything. I can't, like you've pointed out, I can't be a perfectionist and live a healthy, balanced, thriving life. Because mm-hmm. in this relationship, at the beginning, I was like cooking up a storm and I was cleaning. And I, re- and I remember this voice in my head because I'm studying, hopefully, to go into ministry I'm not going to be able to do both. I can't do school and work and then this routine anymore. But I, you know, when I met my ex-husband, I stopped working immediately. So I only Mm. ever had to be a wife and a stepmom. Yeah. I never had to mix like working in there. I mean, I modeled for a little bit, but that, I mean, it was side jobs and it was part time. So it wasn't like a nine to five work, but I can't do both. I don't know how women do it. When I see these women who have like, perfectly clean houses they put on full meals they make lunches for their kids they have kids they have a husband they have a full-time career i don't know either what are you on 
because I, I want some of that. <laughs> I don't says know. the addict in me. Um, yeah, I don't know how they do it. Like I remember when I would drop off my stepdaughter at school. She went mm-hmm. to a private school. <laughs> and I just like, now mind you, I was drinking in those days, roll out of bed and put on track pants and like a baseball hat. How did you do that? Miss Perfectionism. How'd you do that? Do what? Roll out of bed and just put a hat on. Because I was so fucking hungover. <laughs> it overrode everything. Okay. And I would walk her to this school and these women would be full decked out, uh, like makeup, hair, outfits. And I'd look at them going, how in the world are they doing that? And some of them worked. Like yeah. One woman worked at a very prominent uh, radio station. The other one was a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at them going, I can barely roll out of bed and bring this little girl to school. <laughs> and you guys, I mean, what's going on here? Do you have a stylist? Do you have nannies now? Yeah. Granted, a lot of them had nannies. Right. But that doesn't mean that they weren't being good mothers. Mm-hmm. I still don't know how they showed up like that. Yeah. I think it is a little bit easier when you have help. The it help. It certainly is. <clears throat> Because then the help is taking care of the kids' breakfast, their lunches, yeah. laying out their clothes, and you can just take care of yourself. Yeah. And then take the kid to school and drop them off before you go to work. Yeah. But yeah, it is a, it a deadly disease, perfectionism. Yeah. I saw that in, in you, and I had not seen that before. When? When you were in school and oh. you were struggling with dropping that course. And then too, like with um, your last relationship, like eventually you've got to think about I'm, eventually all of me is going to be revealed at some point you yeah. know he is going to know don't you want him to love the real you of all, course all of you of course you're so wonderful the real but you. I also really love being a traditional kind of a wife yeah. like that appeals to me I like cooking I like cleaning I like being the creating the home and nesting and being a support for my husband like this that's is why what... Ashley and I have said you know are you sure you don't want to jump the fence <laughs> we would open it up and allow you in and we would take care of you yes because we well... know you would take care of us <laughs> so, so things don't work out down the road you know what I'm saying yeah <laughs> All right. so balancing that is hard for me because I love that just as much mm-hmm. as being an independent woman and going to school and then forging my own career and making my own name yeah. so like you said it's a balance between this is why I could not have children because to put another thing in the mix no not gonna work <laughs> mm-hmm. I was a great stepmother it actually took me a long time to to actually believe that and I'm glad that I was but I cannot there's no babies coming out of this body <laughs> I just couldn't do it I don't know how women do it with children honestly no babies coming out of this body. No. And, and I love that you say that because there are a lot of women who could not say that and could not admit that because I find a lot of women are defined by whether or not they can have children. Like if you yeah. say, I don't want children and you're female, um, a lot of people will look at you like there is something wrong with you. Oh, you can't believe the stuff I've heard. But I'm just okay with it now. Like yeah. I don't care anymore. It doesn't bother me. But in my 20s, oh, the things that were said to me just, I couldn't believe that people would say that stuff to my face. And that must be hard for somebody with perfectionism then, because not only are you judging yourself, but you're probably judging yourself based on what other people are saying. I never judged myself because I just knew it wasn't for me. Mm. Um, But I've I didn't. I felt like I had to defend myself, and now I just don't feel like that. Plus, I'm 40 now. There's not a lot of people looking at me saying you should have babies at 40. (laughs) Yeah, like because I'm past my prime childbearing years, I guess it's okay now that I don't have children. But it always made me mad because people didn't know why. 
They didn't know if I just couldn't have children, if I'd had to, if I'd had cancer maybe and had my uterus removed. Like nobody really knew why. But couldn't they still just be because you didn't me. want the no. Because <laughs> what kind of a woman doesn't want children? Exactly. Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> you heartless dyke. Just wipe yourself off the face of the planet already. Oh, we get sidetracked sometimes, don't we? Um, okay, so we've got a couple minutes left. I think this is a good time to promote our upcoming road trip. We are taking yep. a road trip, and we would like you, our sisters in sobriety, to come along for the ride. And brothers. All right, that's right. Yes, I forget that men listen to this too. Yeah. So please join us. Uh, we are taking it to the road. We're going to do uh, Facebook Live. We're going to do some podcasts that way. Um, we're going to get our friend Sarah to be our videographer and, and first ever guest. Yes. Yeah. So, so if you buckle out- up for that one, kids. You think we're crazy. Look out. <laughs> it was funny because we were sitting here talking. Sarah is very uninhibited physically, mm-hmm. emotionally, verbally. It's one of the reasons I love her because she is so free as a person. Yeah. But and Sarah knows this. Sometimes stuff comes out of her mouth that you're like, OK. And Lisa and I were talking about, OK, well, we'll see how this goes. But this was right on the heels of a podcast where we discussed our most shame filled experiences. And I'm like, we have lost the right to censor anybody else after that podcast. <laughs> yeah. So buckle up. Because Sarah will not disappoint. Was that the Uranus podcast? No, that was the one where I talked about uh, being drunk, doing coke, and watching porn. Oh, okay. And you talked about your own (laughs) experiences. Let's not go back. Okay. Let's not not relive that. They'll have to dig deep in the podcast uh, (laughs) library to find that one. Yes. Um, all right. So, yes, we would love for you guys to join us. It's going to be great. And uh, we're going to Dr. Bob's house, a historical landmark and a historical occasion for myself and for Sarah, who have never been there. So that's going to be exciting. And Julie is going to be our tour guide. You can't even, you have no idea it's going to be so good. I'm not even going to spoil it because I know it'll come up on podcasts, like how yeah. you're greeted and what it's like in there. Oh, wow. That's But cool. you'll be able to, our Facebook page is at two sober chicks so check there for our facebook lives Mm -hmm. that we'll be doing um on location hopefully yeah if you haven't followed us please do we would uh love it we always get very excited i mean we had a celebration when we had 10 followers so you know imagine imagine what it's like now uh we still get very excited when somebody new follows us and uh we get very excited when someone sends us an email especially with a topic suggestion so Mm -hmm. drop us a line the number two sober chicks at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening. I'm Lisa. I'm Julie. And this has been Two Sober Chicks.